888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 293, we're going to be talking about nine pages you should optimize on your blog and how. Yes, I know. We've been talking a whole lot about optimization. Optimization gets people to take action. It gets people to join your list. It gets people to buy your it allows you to provide even more value while making sure you're accomplishing the goals that you've set for your blog. And I want to make it super practical for you. I don't want to just talk about the concept. I want to talk about specific pages, nine to be exact. I'll walk you through what those pages are, what their functions are, and how you can make the most out of each of those pages. I'm gonna, it's going to be step by step. It's going to be informative. It's going to be valuable. And I'll try to make it optimized. <laughs> so optimizing your important pages, that's what we're going to be talking about today. I almost missed the beat, the ta-da. I almost missed that with the today. So I came a little at, never mind. <laughs> How are you doing? I hope you are having a fan, fantastic day so far. I am, and I hope you are too. This is episode 293. You can find the show notes. Hey, if for some reason, let's say you're driving in your car. You don't want to be taking notes while you're driving, right? That would just be, that's just bad. So don't worry about it. Becomeablogger.com slash 293. Any of the links, the resources that I mentioned, it'll all be there. It's going to be such a detailed write-up. You don't have to worry about taking notes. It's all good. Anyhow, Today we are talking about nine pages to optimize on your blog and how to do this. Oh, really quick. Did you notice I did something um, a little different starting this episode as opposed to some of the previous episodes? It's been a while since I did it. And I don't, I, I, nobody has noticed. Or maybe you have noticed, but you haven't said anything. And that thing is, in some of the episodes, especially the interviews, I've been omitting something. Do you know what it is? It's this thing right here. 888-835-2414. Yeah, I know, I know. That's my wife singing my hotline number. And it's been missing from some of my episodes. It's because I've been doing a lot of interviews. And it's a hard. It, it's kind of hard to bring in questions uh, beforehand when you're doing interviews. At least that's not something that I've been doing, you know, on a regular basis. I've done it in the past. But anyhow... The reason for that number is if you have a question and you, you, there's something you want me to address, you can call the hotline and just ask the question. You, you leave a recording and I will answer that question on the show or on the Become a Blogger Live show. By the way, have you been checking out Become a Blogger Live? Have you been checking that out? If not, oh man, you're missing out. We have so much fun every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Facebook page for Become a Blogger, facebook.com slash become a blogger. Check it out. Join us live. Even if you don't join us live, you can watch the recording after the fact. 
and it's great stuff. We have a lot of fun. I answer questions. I teach. I do some of the stuff like I'm doing on this podcast, but it's live. Oh, man, it's fun stuff. Anyhow, check it out. Okay. Let's let's just get into today's content because I don't want to waste your time. I want to give you value. So we're talking about the nine pages on your blog that you should optimize. These are going to be important pages. And here's what I want you to be thinking while going through this. First, first I want you to ask the first I want you to ask the question: Do I even have this page? <laughs> That's a good first question. Do I have this page? And if you don't, you may want to think about creating this page, whatever page I'm talking about. And I'll talk about a, a nine different pages. Um, so, first thing you want to ask is: Do you have this page? And if you do, is it optimized? If you don't, should I create it? And I don't want you to be like, oh man, I'm missing all nine of these pages. Next week, I'm going to make all nine. No, I want you to attack it one at a time and optimize each of them. Um, and we're going to go through how to do that. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So over the last few weeks, I've been talking a lot about optimization. Uh, I've been talking a lot about content, and you've probably noticed that we're kind of going in a in a sequence. That's because of my editorial calendar that I put together for 2017. I want it to be like the next logical topic for us to talk about. And last week, we spoke about optimizing your blog. Now, we're going to look at specific pages. Some of what we're going to talk about today is going to be uh, kind of a continuation of what we spoke about last week. So you'll notice some of that if you are listening. Um, and we're going to go even deeper. So let's talk about the nine pages. I'm just going to jump into the pages. Page number one, your blog's homepage. Your blog's homepage. Is it optimized? You got you to gotta think about it from this perspective. What is... What is your primary goal when it comes to your blog homepage? And what's your, even before that, you know what? Oh, sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna do something here that I don't normally do. I'm going to just stop what I was saying just now and like re- rewind and go to something that I forgot to mention because I want to really talk about why I'm even talking about this particular topic. Okay. Now, I am actually going through a redesign right now of my blog. And in redesigning my blog, I've been taking a look at the pages on my blog and I've been thinking to myself, you know what, I'm not doing the best job at optimizing these pages for my goals. And and that is that was a realization that I made in the process of redesigning my blog. And I thought to myself, well, I got to share this with you. I mean, I can't keep this stuff to myself because as I am improving my blog, I want you to do the same thing. So we're always going to start with your goals. What are your goals? What are your primary goals? What are your secondary goals? Now, for me, my primary goal for when someone comes to my blog is to get them on my list. And why is that my primary goal? Because that's the lowest barrier to entry. They've just consumed content. They want more value. They see that I have this valuable resource that can help them. Um, they join my list in order to get access to that valuable resource and the the other emails that I'm going to be sending them over time. So it's got, the, the, the primary goal is to get them on my email list. All right. And it's relatively easy. They don't have to put a credit card. They don't need to give their social security number, mother's maiden name, or anything of that sort. It's a very easy step. Okay? 
Um, now, the secondary goals might be to make sales of your products, to, to get people to sign up for your services or to check out some affiliate products that you have or whatever the case might be. But you want to know what your goals are. And then as we analyze these pages, ask yourself the question, are these pages helping me to accomplish my goals or not? Okay, so let's get back to the first page, your home page. Now, I don't know about your blog, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that this is going to be one of your top three pages on your blog in terms of traffic because uh, people come to your site, they want to know what you're about, they check out your home page, they check out your about page as well. We'll talk about that next. Um, but for Become a Blogger and for Interactive Biology, my home page that's my second most visited page. And I know that because I go in Google Analytics and I see how many page views all of my pages and posts are getting. And number two for both of them is the home page. So if so many people are visiting the home page, this is a good place to look to see, hey, is this home page emphasizing my goal? my main goal, my primary goal, and my secondary goals, whatever those are? Or is it just a list of your most recent blog posts? I spoke about this in the last episode. The first two that we're talking about today, I spoke about in the last episode, and then we're going to go into even more. So look at your homepage. Go to your blog. Just go to, for my blog, it'll just be go to becomeablogger.com, or for your blog, yourdomain.com, whatever it is. Is it clear what your goals are? Okay, I want to give you some ideas on what you can do with this homepage to, to make it optimized. Number one, you want to make it very easy for your visitors to know what your blog is about. Don't have them come to your homepage and be thinking, man, what in the world is this blog about? Because if they're confused, you know what they're going to do? They're going to leave. You don't want them to leave. You know, don't do that. Make it easy for them to know what your blog is about, whether that's through your tagline or the, the thing that you have right at the top of the blog on the homepage telling that this is the top resource for making the best Caribbean recipes or whatever the case might be. Let them know what it's about. Uh, and then you want to show a summary of the value you provide. They're there at your blog. What value can you, they get from it? Um, do you have specific tutorials, specific training? Do you have courses? Do you have awesome content that you're creating on a regular basis? Kind of give them an idea of the value that you provide, what they're going to get from the blog, okay? And then let it be clear how they can get even more value by jumping on to your email list. Now, most blogs that I see, and my blog was this way for a long time until a few months ago when I made the, the, the initial change and I'm making some more changes right now. But all it did was show my most current, my most recent posts. That is not effective. That is not emphasizing the value that my visitors are going to get. It's not showing them the resources and the value that I provide. And there was no clear way of how to get even more value by getting onto my email list. Okay. So I, your homepage needs to answer those questions and make it very clear. And if you're doing that, you are one step in the direction of optimizing. So the way I'm redoing my site is right at the top of the new design. Um, there's an invitation to, um, to, to make blogging easier by, get, by getting my content calendar spreadsheet. 
that makes the process of planning out your content very easy. So if people are struggling to get uh, to come up with content ideas, this is a resource that's going to help them. Okay, so I have that right at the top. And then um, I, I, I feature, uh, I have a little bit that's telling what the blog is about. And then I have here, here are my latest podcast episodes. Here are my latest videos. And then at the bottom, again, I give them another opportunity to get access to my free resource as long as they join my email list. Oh, and between that, I have some testimonials. So it's really emphasizing the value of the blog and all that good stuff. So you, you want to look at your homepage and make sure it makes it clear what value you provide, makes it clear, makes it easy for them to know what your blog is even about, and makes it clear how they can get even more value by hopping onto your list. Yes, you can include some of your current posts. That's a good idea so that they can see, hey, you're active, you are posting awesome content, and that gives them even more of an idea of what your blog is about. But you've answered these very important questions. Let's move on to page number two, your about page. Your about page is, generally speaking, you know, when I go to a blog, and I read an awesome post, and I want to find out a little more, I look in the navigation menu, and I look for that little about item. And I click on that, and I go to the about page, and I read a little bit about what that blog is about. And I think this is, this is, a, this is a place where a lot of people waste the opportunity. And here's what you want to do. You want to make sure to capture people's attention immediately. All right? Because... You know, people aren't going to be reading long articles easily, but if you capture their attention, you build in some curiosity, they're going to be more interested in checking out the content. So one of the examples that I give is how I have my about page for my biology site. I mentioned this last time, but I want to mention it again because repetition helps us to remember and it helps us to solidify these concepts in our minds. When you go to my biology blog, it's a biology blog for biology students. You have a, you kind of have a certain expectations uh, in terms of what a biology site is going to be about, and and one of the things you don't think about is fun. You don't think about excitement necessarily. You just think about, hey, I need to understand how blood flows through the heart, or whatever the case might be. Here's how I start my biology blogs about page. How can a site about biology built by one guy reach over 2.7 million people all over the world? And then I say, so here's the real deal. We all know that there are many people out there who don't like biology. Okay, okay. There are even many more, many out there who hate it with a passion. I know it's hard to believe. It's such a fascinating topic with so much valuable information and people actually don't like it. Can you fancy that? Now, okay, so you come to a biology blog and you see this. What are you thinking? Hey, this is, this is kind of, you know, different, um, but it captures your attention. And I continue on to say, here's the thing. I have a theory. My theory is that most people who don't like it don't like it because of the way it was taught to them. A bunch of $100 words by a very intelligent teacher, within quotation marks. Uh, now, I'm not trying to bash on teachers because they, we, are important. However, sometimes it's just necessary to break down concepts into little bite-sized chunks. I want you to notice a few things here. There's personality in it. I even talk about pain. What is the pain? What is the problem? What is the struggle that this blog is focused on solving? People hate biology. They struggle to understand what that 
intelligent professor is trying to say. So I include pain. And I let them know that this blog, as you continue reading on, is the solution. And I also include some social proof. 2.7 million people all over the world. Now, you may not be able to say 2.7 million people all over the world, but you can bring out some stats or some information, some data that shows the significance of the topic that you are covering, whatever the case may be. Your about page, don't waste the opportunity. Capture their attention immediately. Let them know what it's about. Have some personality in there. Talk about the pain, the solution. Give some social proof. And then make the next logical step very clear. And that next logical step is to do what? Come on, you can say it. To opt in, to join your email list, to get that additional value from you by joining your email list. So that's your about page. So far... Page number one, your home page, optimize it. Page number two, your about page, optimize it. Let's move on to page number three. Now, page number three, I'm going to kind of combine two pages here uh, because there are two different versions of this page. One is a getting started page, and the other is kind of like a summary page. And depending on your blog's topic, you may use a getting started page, you may use a summary page, or you may use both or you might have multiple summary pages on Become a Blogger. People come there because they want to learn how to, you guessed it, become a blogger. So it makes perfect sense to have a getting started page. Um, the, this is such an important page. If you are teaching people how to do something, you should have a getting started page because someone wants to know how to start a blog or how to make awesome Caribbean recipes or whatever the case might be. Maybe you have a getting started page that shows some of the basic things they're going to need, some of the easy recipes they can start with or whatever the case might be. This is missing from so many blogs that I see. Do you have a getting started page or maybe not a getting started page, maybe a summary page. When it comes to biology, my biology blog, I've decided to have uh, multiple summary pages instead. So I have a summary page with human physiology where I talk about the concept of uh, the, 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 the topic of human uh, physiology and I link to all of the different posts in the different categories of human physiology. And then it's human anatomy and high school biology. It's a nice summary page and I'll link to these pages in the show notes so that you can check it out and see how I've done it. So I have, for example, the nervous system and all of the, the videos that I have on the nervous system. Then I have the muscular system and all of the videos that I have on the muscular system. The main thing is it is giving people a place to start, either via a getting started page or a summary page, or maybe you want to have both. So how do you optimize this? Number one, first you're going to decide on whether you want to do a, a getting started page and or a summary page, okay? That's number one. Number two, regardless of which one you choose, what's the logical sequence that you want to take them through? The problem with blogs is that there's so much information on blogs, especially after you've been blogging for a while. Um, so you w people can easily be overwhelmed with all of the content on your blog and have no idea where to start. Your job here is to give them guidance. Okay, so what's the logical sequence you want to take them through? And then number three, you want to link to the relevant resources. So whether it's posts on your blogs, uh, posts on your blog, uh, 
I can't speak. Posts on your blog, <laughs> videos that you've created to show them how to get started, whatever the case might be, link to the relevant resources or include those resources on that specific page. And then, of course, because this is one of our main goals, give them the opportunity to opt in. Hey, loving this stuff? Get some more value. How? By joining my email list. I wonder if you notice a, a, a trend here in terms of my blog, I mean, my, my podcast episodes. I've been focusing a lot on email lists, right? Yeah, there's a reason for that. The reason for that is because I see what's happening with social media. And I see the emphasis that so many bloggers are placing on social media, which is not a bad thing. But it is not something we control. We control our email lists. And we need to make sure to build our own assets, not the assets of Mark Zuckerberg and all them other very cool guys that have massive businesses that don't necessarily equate to our businesses. <laughs> all right, so that's number one, two, three. Let's go with number four, your squeeze pages. I like the word squeeze pages, <laughs> squeeze pages, because you kind of you tr your goal is to squeeze their email address out of them. <laughs> that's that's how I that's how I recommend it. Um, but this is basically your opt-in page or your one. Uh, uh, it's a specific type of landing page. Now, do you have a squeeze page? First of all, do you have a free resource that you're giving away? If you don't, make one. Like, make that the next thing you're going to do. And if you do, do you have a squeeze page? If you don't have one, it's time to make one. Because you know what? This is now something that you can share on social media, you can send people to, and all that good stuff to help you build that email list. But the biggest problem I see with these pages is that there are too many options. You go to the squeeze page and you see, okay, the navigation menu and you can go to the about page from there. You can go to the contact page. You can go to the, the getting started page and all that good stuff. So you have a bunch of options there. You have some banners in the sidebar. You have all kinds of stuff. Remember, there is only one goal with a squeeze page. And that goal is what? To collect, e to squeeze that e <laughs> I need to stop saying that because that sounds a little too violent. Um, but to get that email address from them. Now, I want you to think of Amazon. This isn't specifically dealing with squeeze pages, but with Amazon, when you've, when you've decided to check out an item and you add it to your cart and you start going through the checkout process, what happens? Everything else disappears. All of the links that they had in the menus and all over the place they're no longer there because they are focusing you to try to get you to increase the chances that you're actually going to finish what you started. It's the same concept. They are narrowing it down to one goal. You want to narrow your squeeze page down to one goal. Get rid of the menus. Get rid of the sidebars. Get rid of everything that you don't need. Anything that doesn't help them make the decision to join your email list. Get rid of it. Now, this is going to be harder to do on some WordPress themes. And if your WordPress theme makes this complicated, don't worry about that. Just make sure if there's anything that you can remove, remove it. Okay? Now, some themes are going to be optimized with landing page templates, like the, the ones I recommend from Thrive Themes, becomeablogger.com slash Thrive Themes. Um, they have uh, built-in landing page templates that gets rid of all of the excess stuff 
and then you can just have that squeeze page where it is focused on collecting that email address. Um, lead pages is another service that allows you to create those squeeze pages and sales pages and so on. But those are some resources that you can check out. But even if you don't check out those resources, make sure when you look at your squeeze page, you can see that there is one goal and that one goal is to join that email list. Alrighty, let's move on to the next page because that person just came to your blog. Um, after they came to your blog, they uh, they opted in to get your email. And the next place they go is the confirmation page. Yes, the confirmation page. Now, this is one of the places that I often see a problem because a lot of people, what they do is... When you join their email list, they send you to the default confirmation page that the email marketing service that they're using um, has. That I don't, I, I don't think this is the right way to do it. You want to have a page that you have control over that you can make sure is optimized for your goal. And remember, what is your goal here? There's only one goal. They've already submitted their email address. Now they have to confirm. So you want to make it simple. Just tell them, confirm your email address. And here's how. And nothing else. No follow me on Facebook. No tweet me and say you love me. No anything else. Just confirm your email address. Now, if you want to optimize it, you may want to add some flair to it. In insert a little bit of your personality. Make someone smile or chuckle in the way that you're asking them to do it. Now, I'm creating my new confirmation pages right now. And what I'm going to do is there's going to be a video, uh, a really short video of me uh, on camera asking them to confirm. I'm probably going to be kind of corny, but I'm going to be very me. I'm probably going to be a little excited, but you already know that I get excited. Whatever the case might be, they're going to see my personality even in that simple process of looking at that confirmation page. But the key is this. There should only be one focus, and that one focus, get them to confirm their email address. Nothing else. Absolutely nothing else. That is the next page. Okay, so that is page number one, two, three, four, five. We're halfway through, guys. We're halfway through. Let's go to the next page. Okay, so they've confirmed their email address. Um, they, they, they come to the confirmation page. It tells them go and confirm their email address. They go back to their email. They click on the confirmation link, and they get to the thank you page or the download page. How do you optimize that page? This is what I want you to do. Number one. Deliver on the promise. If you promise they're going to get a PDF, an ebook, a free report, a free video, or whatever the case might be, give it to them right there. Don't let them have to go back and check their email and then click on a link and then go to another page or open an attachment or what. No, 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 no. Just deliver on your thingy, your promise right there. Okay? That's number one. But you want to take advantage of this page even more. So number two, they just signed up for your awesome resource. And hopefully they're going to love it. But why not recruit them to help them, to, to, to help them share the word, to spread the word about your awesome resource? Have the ability, the option for them to easily click and share. Okay? 
So give them the opportunity to do that. Now, depending on what you're using for your landing page, if you're using Thrive Themes, I mean, Thrive um, Landing or uh, Thrive Themes or Lead Pages or whatever the case might be, they have those features built in. Uh, the key is this, right? You don't want it to be that when they share it, they're sharing the download page. That's that's gonna be a that's gonna be a problem because you don't want people to get to that download page unless they've opted in. So you want to make sure that it is the share button that you are using has them share the squeeze page and not the thank you or download page. Okay, so. Those themes do that well. Lead Pages does that as, as well. Um, but if you don't have any of those services, you can use this free site online, ShareLink Generator. ShareLinkGenerator.com. Of course, I'll include that link in the show notes. Um, ShareLink Generator, and you can create those share links and add them to that. Thank you, download page. All right. And then one more thing. Give them a next logical step. I always love the whole concept of a next logical step. Keep them taking action in a, a direction that makes sense. So what can your next logical step be? Do you want to give them a special offer? Maybe you have a, 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 a product, a course, a, a, a paid ebook, or whatever the case might be. Why not give them a special offer? You have their attention. They just opted in. Uh, you may want to decide to... Make a special offer to them. That's number one. Number two, what about a post that just makes sense? Uh, this is what I'm doing on mine right now, actually. When you sign up for my spreadsheet, I link to a post, a podcast episode, where I explain how to, how to come up with your, your content calendar for 2017. And, of course, they just signed up for a 2017 uh, blog content calendar spreadsheet. So it just makes logical sense. Now, let's say you don't have a post that you, wanna, you want them to check out or a special offer to make. Why not just have them follow you on social? That's like a next logical step. You've connected with me via email. Now connect with me on social media. Let's take this relationship to the next level. All right, so that's your thank you page, your download page. Let's move on to the next page. And this is a page, once again, that's missing from a lot of blogs. And I don't know why. It's it Maybe it has to do with bloggers not liking money. I don't know. <laughs> but this is such a great page if you are building a business and if you are teaching your audience how to do something. A resource page. A resource page. I come to your blog because I want to learn about cooking Caribbean food. I don't know why that is on my... Oh, I know why it's on my mind. Because I'm making this really special um, Caribbean drink. One that we make at home is called Mobby. It's actually made from the bark of a tree. You boil the bark with cinnamon and aniseed and bay leaf and some spices. And you add a bunch of sugar and all that good stuff. And, oh, man, it tastes awesome. And I've been perfecting it for the last, like, few weeks. And you actually let it sit for, like, two, three days until it starts to, to rise or to ferment. Not alcoholic fermentation, but um, it, it gives it a really interesting taste. So it's fresh in my mind. And that's why you're hearing all about Caribbean food. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm not sorry because I'm Caribbean. So that's what you get. All right? All right. Let's move on. So your resource page, that's what I was talking about, right? Yeah, resource page is a great page 
for providing your audience with a list of resources that can help them to accomplish their goals or to overcome struggles that they're dealing with. It's, it's such a great resource for your audience. But most bloggers just don't have this. Why? I don't know. Now, on your resource page, you're going to be linking to resources. Some of these resources are going to be products, maybe, or services, and they could be affiliates or uh, affiliate promotions. They could be products that you've created or services that you provide, whatever the case might be. Your primary goal is to make sales on a resource page. All right. If I'm I'm uh, on my resources page, I have uh, video equipment, and I'm linking to to products on Amazon. My goal is to get people to buy some of these things because I know that it can help them. All right. So you, if your primary goal is to make sales, in order to do that, you have to make it very clear what the benefit of that resource is. So to optimize your resource page. You don't want to just list out the resources. You want to make it clear what those resources are, how they would use them, what value they'd get from them. And that can be like a quick description. It could be a video tutorial. It could be whatever the case might be. This is one of the pages that I really want to soup up on my blog and make it even better and provide even more value. Okay? So that's what you want to do. And then you can also include an opt-in there if you would like. Uh, depending on how you have your resource page structured. Okay, so that's page number eight. Eight, yes, eight. Eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, now we're moving on to page number eight. That was page number seven. Okay, page number eight. Your sales page or your sales pages. If you are at the point in your blogging or in your business where you have a product or a service to sell, you're going to have to have a sales page. And if you don't have a sales page, you're missing something that's very important. Now, here's the thing. I've visited a lot of sales pages. Some are very good. Many are very bad. Um, and I find that one of the reasons why a lot of pages aren't effective is because we love what we've created. I know that sounds strange, right? We love what we created. So we start talking about this awesome product that can save the world, um, that everyone needs to get, and it's just so awesome. Yeah, you just got to get it. Now, here's the thing. The purpose of your sales page is to sell your products or your service. And if you're trying to do that, you want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that makes sense. The copy, the words, the sentences, the paragraphs on your page should be structured in a way to optimize the process of convincing people that this is something that can provide value to them. All right? Now, the, the best, best, absolute best formula that I've seen for creating great sales copy is by my friend Ray Edwards, and he calls it the pastor formula. And this is the sequence that you want to go through when you are creating your, your sales copy, from your headline to the copy that's on the page, all the way to the, the, the checkout process. And that is the pastor formula. Have you heard of the pastor formula? And no, I'm, I'm not asking you to go out there and preach to the person that's coming to your site. 
The PASTOR formula, PASTOR is an acronym, and I'm going to tell you what it stands for, and then I'm going to recommend a resource for you to check out um, because he did a podcast episode where he walks through this in detail, and he will do the best explanation of it. Look at your sales copy and see if it follows this sequence. The P stands for the pain or the problem. If you're starting your sales copy with the benefit or anything of that sort, you are doing it wrong. You want to start with the struggle. What is the pain? What is the problem? Then A is for amplify. In other words, if they were to continue what they're doing without making a change, what would be the end result? So amplify what, what basically give them an idea of how bad it actually could get if they were to continue in the same direction. And then S stands for a story slash solution. What is your story about the solution that you've created? T stands for testimony. What are people saying about it? They're testimonials, right? Then O, you make the offer. You let them know what you're providing. And then R is you get a response, or at least hopefully you get a response. So that's the pastor frame, the pastor formula. Um, Ray did an episode, his episode 31, rayedwards.com slash 031. Check it out. It will completely revolutionize your sales copy. All right, are you ready for number nine? Number nine is actually more than just one one page. It's actually to optimize your top posts. Now, here's what I recommend. Go into Google Analytics. And when you go into Google Analytics, you want to go to uh, see what your top content is. So you're basically going to go to the the, the the behavior section of Google Analytics. And in the behavior section, uh, you can go to see, uh, I'm actually going in right now, behavior, site content, and then click on all pages. And when you do that, you're going to see the top posts on your, or the top posts, the top pages on your blog. But you're looking for the top content, the stuff that you've written or the videos or whatever the case may be. And once you've identified those top posts, whether it's the top five or your top 10 or whatever the case might be, look at each of those posts and ask yourself this question. What is the goal of that post? What is the goal of each post? Each post should have a goal. And if these are your top posts, they are already working for you. You're getting traffic to those posts. So you want to take full advantage of each of those posts. I'll I'll give you some examples of what I did. I went to Google Analytics and I saw some of my top posts. And there were two posts that were top posts that were uh, about technology. So one was about how to to create a, a vlog with your smartphone. And the other is how to podcast like a pro without editing. And in those posts... I noticed that I spoke about a number of tools, a number of products that people can use, but I didn't have affiliate links in there. And I'm thinking to myself, come on, Leslie, you know better than that. So I actually went in and I went through the post and I put affiliate links in strategic locations. I optimized the post to make sure that those links were very clear. And as a result, you know, I never really did much on Amazon, um, but by linking to those products, 
in 2016, it brought in over $18,000 in sales. Now, of course, I'm not pocketing all of that. I got about $1,000 in affiliate commissions, but that was a significant amount of money for just changing a few links. I went through those posts and I optimized them to drive sales over to Amazon using my affiliate links, and I got about $1,000 in commission. That is awesome. So when you look at your post, I want you to identify the goal of those that post. Is it a great post for you to use to just get people to sign up to your email list? Is it a great post to promote the next logical step as an affiliate product or service or a product that you've created? What is the next logical step in a way that just makes sense for your audience for each of those posts? Once again, they're already performing well. Why not take full advantage of that content? And if there isn't a goal, then you need to reevaluate that post. Is there a way that you can restructure it somewhat? Add some more details. Uh, if it's a post on your blog, it should be a post that makes sense for your audience. And if it makes sense for your audience, there should be a next logical step. So I want you to go through Google Analytics. I want you to check your top posts, and then I want you to start optimizing them, either for growing your list, for promoting affiliate products, or for promoting your own product. Make it happen. Makes sense, right? So those are the nine pages that you should be optimizing on your blog. If you don't have them, start working on creating them. If you already have them, look at them and try to optimize it using the guidelines that I went over today. Now, I want to give you a few tools because, yes, you want to optimize. But what tools can you use to optimize? Some of these I mentioned already. But I just want to kind of bring it together so that you can know the tools that make sense to use for whatever it is you're trying to do and what you're trying to optimize. Tool number one, Google Analytics. I mentioned it. Google Analytics is such a, an amazing service. I can't believe it's 100% free because it gives you analytics on a level that far surpasses so many of the paid stuff that I've seen out there. You can see what's performing well. You can see um, uh, where your traffic is coming from. You can see all those details, but specifically when it comes to optimizing your blog and your top posts and your sales page and all that good stuff, it will allow you to see what's working and what's not. Okay, so that's number one. If you have a post that's getting a lot of traffic, just as an example, I, I spoke about optimizing your top posts, but you see that the bounce rate is high. People are just coming there and they're leaving. What can you do to make that post more attractive? Google Analytics will kind of give you some hints in that direction. So that's number one. Number two, I mentioned this already, Thrive Themes. You know, of all the WordPress themes that I've checked out, these seem to be the ones that are best optimized for conversion. And conversion is, is what I am focused on. I want people to take action. I want people to take the next logical step at every step in the process. And I just love the way they have the landing page templates. Um, and I also love the fact that you pay for it once, you buy the, 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 the theme, and that's it. There's no monthly fee or anything of that sort. So that's Thrive Themes. 
Then there's lead pages. I mentioned that as well. Another great service for making uh, landing pages, whether it's opt-in pages or squeeze pages, <laughs> sales pages, or anything of that sort. Um, it does a really good job. Now, you have a monthly fee with lead pages. Um, however, it is the easiest service that I found for making landing pages. And lastly, one that I'm going to be starting to use uh, pretty soon here, especially when I launch this new design. Uh, I've been checking it out for a while. It's called Visual Website Optimizer. What Visual Website Optimizer will do is in a, it, it, it's the easiest way that I've seen to do split tests. Now, what's a split test? A split test is where uh, you have people come into your site. Maybe 50% of them see one version of that page. 50% see another version. Maybe one see a red button. One see a green button. One see a certain copy in a section. One see an another copy, another version of a copy in that same section. And it will test it against each other to be able to determine which one is performing the best and helping you to optimize that page for the results that you're trying to achieve. So Visual ep uh, Website Optimizer, it's called Visual Website Optimizer Optimizer because it's visual. You can literally kind of move things around in a visual way. It's relatively easy. You don't have to deal with a ton of coding or anything of that sort. So those are the tools and resources that I recommend for you to check out. Now, of course, as usual, I have to, I gotta, I gotta end on a question. I always gotta end of a question. Because my ultimate goal is for you to take action. So my question for you today is gonna be pretty simple. Which of these pages will you optimize first? I'm not asking you about all nine or anything of that sort. I wanna know, I want you to commit and let me know which one you're gonna optimize first how do you let me know this is episode number 293 so come to becomeablogger.com slash 293 the show notes will be there all the resources that i mentioned i'm gonna link link linked <laughs> I, i'm gonna link to it there and uh, you can get easy access to it and you can also answer my question which page are you gonna optimize first hey if for some reason if for some reason you have not checked out my 2017 blog content calendar blueprint oh spreadsheet i forgot to say that at the end that's a long name blog calendar bl 2017 blog content calendar blueprint no blog content calendar spreadsheet wow go to becomeablogger.com slash spreadsheet you're gonna love it it's gonna help you plan your content that's it for today this is Leslie Summer here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time and until next time take care and god bless Three, four.